This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 156. This is our first episode back. We're at season two after taking the summer off. I'm so happy to be with you again. We've got Lindy Shock on with us today. So on our podcast, we have an ending segment, the end of a lot of our episodes that's called A Spoonful of Spirit. And that's when we talk with Lindy Shock from Enoch Studies and Enoch Studies is this great little way of doing Sunday school at home with your kids. So Lindy and I both belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our Sunday school curriculum is called Come Follow Me. So the little lessons that Lindy does go with Come Follow Me. And she has worksheets and puzzles and games and fun things for kids and teens. And so the whole family can talk about it. So Lindy and I first in this podcast are going to be talking about summertime a little bit. I'm going to give you some of our things that I learned about traveling in Mexico, and then we'll go into our spoonful of spirit. So, and if the audio is sounding weird right now, that is because now that school is back in, I am crazy and I am waiting outside the orthodontist and recording this in my car. So thank you for being patient. And hopefully the audio is much better with me and Lindy talking because that was done in my podcast studio. So have a fantastic listen. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. So good to be back. Yes, it's, uh, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. So how was the summer? Good, bad, it wonderful, was, fast, slow? It was really good. The first half seemed to go by really slow because it was super hot here in, in Utah and I didn't want to go outside and the girls didn't want to go outside. So we were trying to find other things to do. But then end of July, uh, we tried to pack everything in at the last minute because summer was coming to an end. So we were gone all of August and it went by really fast. And then I was buying back to school clothes a week after school started. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) which when it's still blazing hot, isn't so bad because they're still wearing all their summer clothes anyway, right? Yeah, that is, that is a benefit. Yeah. We haven't even started wearing most of our school clothes because it's all long sleeves and pants. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I feel in Texas. I feel like we have, you know, like a couple outfits that maybe we start school off with, but then we kind of buy our school clothes closer to Halloween and Christmas. Cause we're still wearing shorts and t-shirts until winter basically here. So yeah. yeah. And you had a crazy summer. I know it was so fun. We, we did so many fun things and I learned lots of lessons. So do you want to hear some of my lessons that I learned <laughs> about international travel? Yes. I might take. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had such a blessing that we found these tickets to go to Mexico and Mexico is really special to us because my husband served his mission in Cancun, Mexico. And he and I got to go back about five, six years ago with just me and him. And we've always wanted to take our kids there to show them where he lived and where he served. So we found these tickets there. I mean, and still there's so many amazing deals to Mexico. So if you want to go, like you got to go right now, but it was $500 
and that in per person, but that included round trip tickets and a week's worth of an all-inclusive resort stay. What? Yes. Yes. Like it's so crazy. And so we're like, it's never going to be this cheap that no. it's like, so, but here is the trick is that my kids only had passport cards, not passport books, because we'd gotten them the cards when we'd gone on a cruise several years ago. But to fly, you have to have a passport book. So you, like if you're in Canada or Mexico, you can have the card if you're driving or boating, but if you're flying, you have to have the book. So, and right now passports are so backed up that even though months before we had, it had taken us months even just to get our passport appointment. And then of course they have to process after that. So it, it was like all this drama, just getting our appointments because there was no appointment for our whole family to go to. Like we had to do all these different appointments at all these different locations around the Dallas Metroplex, like an hour away. One time is when I was out of town. So I had to sign all of these things with a notary for my husband to be able to take the kids to go do it without me. And anyway, it was just crazy. And we finally got all of that done. And then we expedited them because even with the expedite, it says six to eight weeks. And we were leaving like eight to nine weeks from when we were doing it. So we were kind of cutting it close, but we're like, we can do it because they said like eight weeks at the longest, really, it should be here in four to six weeks. Right. So we're like, okay, we're going to be fine. Well, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like two weeks before and we still don't have our passports. And I am getting nervous. Are we even going on this trip? Should I be packing for this trip? Should I be buying our extra supplies? What are we going to do? And then we get, my husband signs up to get on this email list from the passport agency, you know, to know when things are processed. So we don't just hear from them through the mail. We actually hear from them through the email. Which is good because we we got this email that all of them were coming. So we were all excited, but it was going to be like getting here just a week before we were leaving. So we're like, oh, okay, this is, this is cutting it close, but we'll still have a week. It's going to be fine. Well, later on that day, after I think everything is fine, we get an email that my daughter's photo isn't approved for her passport. And oh, this is, no. this is 10 days before we're leaving. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There is no way, like, we're not going to be able to get this done because even trying to contact the passport office is a complete nightmare. Like you're just on the phone forever and never even talked to anybody. Right. So I'd happened to see this Insta story, like maybe in January or before, like a long time ago by the American moms. I don't know if you follow them. They're amazing account all about government history and anyway so they had said that if you could reach out to your congressman and they can help you with your passport so I'm like calling my congressman getting this all figured out and they're like well since you expedited we can get it here like we should be able to let us look into it And so I'm running her back over to the place to get her passport photo taken, which I'm so irked because now I feel like I'm the expert and not the passport photo people because I know exactly (laughs) what you need. And so I got her picture and then had to overnight it over to the passport office. And then we're still not hearing anything for days. And I'm so stressed because now we're like about a week out from our trip. And so my husband decides to call the passport office and he's on the phone with them for like, I want to say like five hours, five Five hours. hours. And he had his little earbud in 
And it just happened to be, he's sitting next to my daughter on the couch, you know, like he'd been on the phone all day, you know? And so he, yeah. she comes and sits by him and she bumps his ear <gasps> and it hangs. No. So then he has to get back on the phone and he waits for hours and hours. Well, in the meantime, I got a call from my, from the passport office because my congressman had contacted them. And so they called me while he's on the phone waiting to talk to somebody for hours and hours. They're calling me. So they're like, okay, we got your info. We're going to overnight it through UPS. You just have to pay 50 bucks or whatever it was for us to get it to you. And so I'm just so grateful. So we're getting that and our passports are slowly coming in day by day, like some of the kids. So it's like with each passport that comes, we're like, we're getting closer. So it was, I can't remember, four or five days before our trip, her passport finally arrived. But, oh, goodness. Oh, so if you're well, even- All the money you saved on your trip, you spent on passports. Oh, we totally <laughs> did on all those expediting fees. We paid so much money. To, so we're like, we got to travel internationally, like all the time for the next five years for these <laughs> passports. <laughs> oh my gosh. So stressful. So lesson to know, if you're even dreaming of going somewhere international, start your passports now to save yourself time and stress. So yeah anyway that's good advice <laughs> so while you were saying that my husband's been wanting me to update or to renew mine and I'm I'm thinking renew, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe now when we don't have anything planned we'll just <laughs> it could be all ready to go oh I mean I was lucky at least my husband's and I's were fine we didn't have to do ours but it was just the kids so that was that was crazy <laughs> but anyway but it was awesome and we went but then we ran into another hiccup. So, you know, Mexico is like the country of tips, right? Like you're always needing dollars to cash, tip people. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we brought a ton of cash because we knew that was going to be the case. But and we you can thought, cash in American dollars? Yeah. Or you can yeah. in American dollars? Okay. You could do it in American dollars. We did a ton of ones. And then we also brought some money to change into pesos in case we needed oh, okay. to do that too. But we also had depended on, we didn't want to just carry tons and tons of cash with us. So we thought, you know, we'll just get money when we're there. Well, when we got there, we realized I didn't bring my debit card and my husband's wasn't working. And so we had no way to get money. So it was so crazy. So we're trying to send ourselves money through Western Union and then we're trying to, that wasn't working. So we're trying to have my mom send us money. And then we were trying to send ourselves money through our bank, but that was like a five to seven day process. And so by the time it arrived, we were going to be home again. And so we figured out this other way to finally send ourselves money. But the problem is in Mexico, none of the money places carry that much money. Like the most money they'll give you in a shot usually is like 50 bucks or less. Oh, wow. And so when we're trying to send ourselves like two to $500, it's not working. So we spent so much time trying to, because you can use credit cards for big things like your hotel and like huge excursions or something like that but so much else there it's like oh our credit card machine's not working you know like (laughs) you just don't know down there so and you know all the markets and stuff we wanted the kids to be able to get some little trinkets to bring home and that's all cash you know so anyway so we finally were just grateful we had as much cash as we did but we used like every last dollar that we had and just stretched you're it. budgeting your cash okay everybody gets seven dollars yes. <laughs> and make sure if you do want to pick up money because finally after all that we finally found a place that would give us the money 
but it didn't have my husband's middle name on his money order. And since they used the passport for identification, they wouldn't give it to us. So you had to have a copy of a thing that said where you were staying for your hotel, a copy of your passport, your passport, all the name, like, it's like, you have to have all this identification anyway. So Make so sure you want to take cash and then just stash it in 15 different places right? on your so body you and in your luggage. And <laughs> so then if you get robbed, you just give them one of the stashes. That's right. Oh, here's my small stash. You can have this one. <laughs> oh, anyway. So that was a, that was another big lesson learned. So anyway, but there were a couple of really cool lessons that we learned too, though. So we did homeschool last year with my younger kids. And so leading up to it, you know, once we decided to go, the kids started learning Spanish, just, I mean, and they didn't learn a ton, but you know, like they could do little phrases. They did a lot of Duolingo, watched a lot of YouTubes and stuff. And we learned a lot about the culture and um, like we had a quick little family night because we realized it's really different in Mexico as far as little things like don't drink the water you know my husband living in Mexico was okay because your gut eventually gets used to it after like a month but if you're going there for a week you don't want to be sick the whole time you're there you ruin your whole trip right yeah so we also had to teach them um how to make sure that the drinks that they were getting weren't alcoholic at the (laughs) hotel (laughs) especially for my teen boys who look older you know, now that they're 15 and 17, they look, you know, sort of like, okay, got to make sure they're, you ask for non-alcoholic or virgin, you know, not cocktails, you know, anyway, <laughs> um, we made sure that, you know, we had the chat where you always have to have a buddy everywhere you go. I don't care if you're going to the bathroom. I don't care. Like we're in a foreign country. You just yeah. always have a buddy, right? The other one was going to the bathroom because their toilets are different than ours you don't flush the toilet paper like you wipe and then you throw it in the trash um for a lot of places like the hotel was normal how we are in America but like if we went anywhere outside of the hotel or sometimes you have to pay for your toilet paper when you're going it you know it's just yeah so different so yeah you have to have 25 cents to buy for sure right make sure you have your pesos with you or whatever so that was I'm really glad we did that because when we had that little family council, they were all like, we're never going to survive. There's so many things that are different. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're telling you this now so that when we get there, you're not shocked. You know, you kind of have an idea and they were great. By the time we got there, they were totally fine. But it was just funny that they were like overwhelmed by this information, but Anyway, but it ended up being great. And it was so good for them to see different cultures. And my husband lived on this little island that was just off the coast of Cancun. And so we got to tour the little island. And Isla Mujeres. Isla Mujeres. Yes. I love that place. Oh, I love it. Cancun is very Americanized and they have American restaurants and the hotels are, I mean, it's very... Yeah, um, you can you can have a trip to Mexico, but not feel like you're in Mexico very yeah, easily yeah. if you just go to the hotel strip down there. Yeah, but Isla Mujeres is, I mean, you're you're getting the culture there. It was yeah. so beautiful and fun and different. It's so different, and it was cool because we so you can rent a golf cart, which is what we did, 
and drive around the island doing that. Because the streets are this big. Oh, they're so tiny. And there's so many people <laughs> on crazy things, like so many motorcycles. And like, I don't know how you- I've seen really... families full on like- Oh yeah, no, there's like bicycle. seven people on a moped. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> well, and they're all kind of moving fast too. You got to kind of be brave. And we were just, we had to get two golf carts because we had- so many people you know because we have seven kids and well one of them's on her mission that and that was another mom guilt thing that we went on this trip without our missionary but (laughs) what can you do this is our new life because we're going to always have a missionary I think if they all go but anyway somebody's always going to miss out at this point right (laughs) so my husband's leading the way he pulls out into like the main drag and it's not super busy once you get off the main drag but once you like get off the port it's pretty busy right there because there's all the street vendors and anywhere everyone's trying to figure out what they're doing so he whips around and I'm doing this turn and one of my kids in the back like loses their backpack in the middle of the street and it's got who knows what like important stuff in there I don't know if it was our passports or what it was but I'm like ah okay jump out of the car grab that you know so they're like in the middle of this crazy street grabbing the backpack and hopping back on and so like okay whoever's in the back you got to hold on to the backpack or we got to give it to the person in the front or you know it's just (laughs) which if you're on a golf cart it's a little bit easier to just jump out of the car totally which is why I loved the golf cart because you can just pull over anywhere and just go to the beach or grab a coco frio on the side or whatever you want to anyway that's fun. So it was really awesome. So I'm going to have a bunch of YouTube videos of Isla and all these other cool places uh, that we went nice. for people to see what they want to do if they want to go. But I loved the popsicles. Did you ever have one of their, it's a, like their creamy popsicles? No. They taste just like the fruit. Like it's really oh like, oh my goodness. You know, here where you get a mango one or a watermelon and like one and mango. it's like the candy flavored of it. When I was there, I got a lime one and a coconut one, and they tasted like lime and coconut. It was amazing. Amazing. We did get mango on a stick. So just oh, nice. like fresh mango. Oh, dreamy. Uh, I just love it. Fresh mango. <laughs> so good. Anyway, I would, it was I would cool. probably pay $500 and fly there just for the fresh mango. <laughs> right? I know. I know. It's so, so yeah. tasty, right? No, it was so great. No. And I loved it too because as we were driving these golf carts around, we drove to the house where my husband lived as a missionary and it's still there. And the kids are like, this thing is a dump. And he's like, this is also where we held church because there was no building, you know? And they're like, what? That little tiny shack, you know? So it was just so eye-opening for them to see here we have these beautiful buildings that we go and meet in and they just do what they can. And and I loved the gathering culture there. Like, I don't know. Sometimes my kids are like, oh, our house isn't that fun for our friends to come over or something, you know, like, come on, it's long you can make it fun, whatever. But, but they gather wherever they are. They gather in the median yeah. in the middle of the street or they gather, you know, like <laughs> they just are so such a gathering yeah. culture. It just was really cool. I love that too. When I was there, it was a Tuesday, you know, a Tuesday afternoon and we went to the the park and it was packed. It was packed and there were street uh, musicians and balloons and vendors and, and, and like a, like a farmer's market here. And it was a Tuesday afternoon, you know, it was doing their siesta. They're all (laughs) their break during the day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It, It is really cool. That's the one thing I do love about 
I loved about there was that they just they're out of their houses they're they're yeah. interacting and, and in person I loved it yeah, it was yeah. so great it was so good so anyway so it was wonderful and I could talk about that for like six hours on the podcast but those are my <laughs> takeaways that hopefully would help somebody else that is listening if you are going foreign at least to a country country similar to Mexico of making sure you have your money and you have your passport and and I'm really glad we went somewhere that was meaningful to our family. I think that would be my other tip is that if you're going to go somewhere a little more expensive or somewhere that's a little more exotic to you, do it to, at a place that maybe you have family history there or like for us, it was my husband going on his mission. So I feel like even though I didn't serve there, that's part of our family culture and yeah. so made it way more special than when he and I just went to the Bahamas. Mexico is like a little extension of home because of his experience there so it was neat yeah that, that's good advice that's cool even um I think of the some of the trips that I went on when I was single and younger it would be fun to take take my family there and and show them kind of what yes stands out after 10 years you know mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah, yeah, it's neat. I love it. And I, I family travel is still drama. Like my four-year-old still was wetting his pants as we're in the hotel. Like none of that stops, <laughs> right? Like you just make sure yeah. you bring your wool light so you can wash things out in the sink. And because that's another thing, there wasn't like a lot of laundry places in Mexico. Oh, so yeah. you yeah. don't just use your hotel washer dryer like you do in America. So I'm sure we could have found found someone to hire to do it or something, but we'll light yeah. for the win on that one that saved the day <laughs> yeah that's good advice actually too because you don't think about that kind of stuff yeah really for any trip actually I bring it on almost any trip we go on because it never fails that somebody throws up or wets their pants or gets in something yeah. horrible and you don't want to have to take the time to or yeah. if your hotel doesn't have laundry I don't know it's just easy yeah so okay now that I've talked about myself forever and ever and ever I want it. Let's do a little spoonful of spirit. We haven't had a chance to do this for a while. What should we talk yeah. about today? When I put the lessons together, when I study, then, then some of the lessons are really easy and the ideas come. And sometimes it takes a little, <laughs> a little research and a little praying and a little anxiety, wondering if I'm going to get it done in time. But this one, I read the story and it's just in the come follow me. It's it's, they're talking about the Kirtland Temple, and there's just like a short paragraph about Hiram. And I just got a flood of curiosity about the story and, and ideas on, on the lessons that we could learn from him. After I read that paragraph, I actually went on the internet and looked up the story, and there was a BYU paper, or I, I don't know what they call them, but BYU studies, and they, they flushed out that story, and it was really fun. So Hiram, the story is, they got the inspiration to, or the, the revelation to build a temple in Kirtland. So they've been kicked out of a couple places. They, right when, are not pretty close, right when they got in Kirtland, he's like, okay, now build a temple. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll build a temple here. That's a good idea. And at the same time, they were also figuring out the school of the prophets and building a building for that and trying to raise the money to do that. And they're also, people are coming in trying to build their own homes and, get settled. And so they got the revelation in um, January, right at the end of December, first of January. 
And by May and June, they hadn't done anything yet. And so the Lord said in another revelation that's in DNC, he said, I told you to build a temple. Here's your chastisement. And I love, I love the Lord's chastisement. He's like, you are being chastised right now. Okay. Build a temple. (laughs) Um, That was a big lesson for me too. I'm like, huh, maybe I should study the way that the Lord (laughs) disciplines his kids because it was just like, it was just like that. You're being chastised right now. You need to build a temple. <laughs> it wasn't like this whole rain of fire and yeah, yeah. It was just away. beautiful, <laughs> like nudge. Hey, so I was serious <laughs> six months ago. Like, well, and sometimes those promptings do come and you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. And, but, but the timing, you don't know the timing and that's, there's some times where I have just little things like maybe you should grab that on your way out. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to need it. And then I get there. I'm like, Oh, that was, that was a prompting. That was okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) And I think it's from those that we can learn how to be better about listening to them too. Cause I've had a lot of the misses and then I've had a lot of also, I'm so glad that I grabbed that because it didn't make any sense in the moment, but wow. Was it amazing to have that later on? Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to read Hiram's story after that. So they got the, Joseph Smith got the revelation that's like, no, I'm serious, build a temple. And so then the temple committee, which is also building or working on the School of Prophets building, they switched gears from the School of Prophets and switched to the temple and then went out and found the spot of land that they wanted for the temple. And as soon as they picked the spot, then it says that Hiram ran home and grabbed his scythe and came and started whacking the weeds and clearing the field, getting ready to go. After that, after it was cleared, then he ran home. And I didn't say how if it was the same day or, or multiple days or weeks. But as soon as that was done, he ran home and got his, his shovel. And his mom said, what are you doing? And he's like, I want to be the first one. <laughs> I, I'm getting this done. And so when I read that, it just... Right now with the youth programs and even in, in my life, I took a, a class on goals and setting goals. And, and it's fun to see that the youth program is, is leaning towards setting your own goals and, and having a dream or having inspiration or having um, work, school, whatever it is that is driving your goals. And just seeing Hiram, you know, being chastised and then being like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and, and so um, I'm really listening now. I'm ready to work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good right now. So one of the things that I've learned in, in my goal classes and they is what can you do this week? Because one of the hardest part with goals is, is getting started. It's breaking um, it down into those little bites, yeah. right? Yeah, because it seems either overwhelming or it doesn't seem urgent or it seems whatever it is, it's hard to get started. And so one of the things that we we learned is pick a momentum, pick an action step, do something, figure out something that you can do this week to get started. And then you're started. So the other thing that I learned with him, so his scythe, his scythe is the thing that he could do right now. He didn't, they were still working on the plans. He, they were still, they had a, a drawing, a, a, a sketch of the plans, but they were still working on the plans. They didn't know if they were going to build it out of, out of, they, they were talking about doing it out of logs or doing it out of wood or doing it out of stone. 
Um, so they, he still didn't know a lot of the information on what to do. And so he did the thing that he knew he could do that day, that week. And then, and then that got everybody moving. So because he got his scythe and he started working that day, um, everybody started moving faster. When the grass was done and he, they still didn't have a lot of the information, he knew that they had to build a foundation. And so he started digging, you know, so it's that, that kind of process of what can I do this week? And then when you hit a block and you don't know what to do, just figure out your one next step and, and do that. And in goals, like that, that line upon line precept, yeah. precept, right? Where you just have a little bit of information. So you take that step and then you ask for a little bit more and take the next yeah. step. And a lot of times in our goals, it's okay if the direction changes. It's okay. What I learned, there was one time in my life when I left school and I was living with my parents and I didn't know what to do next. I know, knew that I wanted to figure out my career, but I didn't know what that looked like. If I was going to get a job, if I was going to start my own business and I kept praying and asking what to do. Um, and I just like one time I remember saying, just like point me in the right direction and I'll run. I, and, and the answer I got was like, no, you, you figure out the direction, <laughs> but I was, I was stagnant. I was stuck. And then as soon as I made any decision, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And I started moving forward, then opportunities opened up. I feel like Heavenly Father can't work with much if we're standing still, but if we're moving, then he can just tap us a little bit and, you know, nudge us into a different direction. And so in our goals, it's okay if he cleared too much grass or, or cleared the wrong grass and, and had to move more, um, you know, or if he didn't make the foundation, you know, dig a big enough hole for the foundation some of those things can work themselves out as you're, as you're doing it. And, and that makes the goal less overwhelming. If you're like, okay, hey, my goal for this week is I'm going to dig my, you know? And so, so what I did for the lesson is I, I had them pick their scythe for their, um, for the youth. It's the four quadrants, um, spiritual, physical, intellectual, social. And I just had them pick their scythe for each of the goals that they're working on right now whether they were in the middle of their goal or not, what is something you can do this week to either start your goal or keep progressing in your goal? And then I, I invited them to look ahead at some obstacles that might come up and, and pick a shovel and say, so when you're done with this, what's, you know, create, if you, the example I used was writing a poem. If you get into a creative block, what is something that you can still do and move forward? What's your shovel? And the example I used was um, looking in the thesaurus for 10 minutes, you know? So, so, you know, oh, here's my block. What is something that I can do? What's my shovel to still continue the momentum? Because what happens in goals is you get stuck and then you lose momentum. You lose your why, you lose your, your sight and, and it kind of peters out. Well, and I think sometimes you don't realize you're making progress sometimes too, right? That this lesson actually came at the perfect time for us because we had done the four youth goals for all of our kids at the beginning of the school year. You know, what are kind of your, what are kind of your things going to be that we're going to start the school year with? So this lesson that we just did this last week was actually perfect because we've been in school for about a month here in Texas. And so 
it was like, okay, let's look back over your goals. Have you been digging? Have you been using your site? You know, and it was kind of awesome because we realized everybody had at least done a little bit of headway on some of their goals. They're like one of my kids, their goal was to make it on the golf team and he made it on the golf team. So I'm like, okay, well now what is your next goal? Now you're on the team. What's going to be, you know, let's, let's, let's build on top of that. I, I loved that the whole idea of this work ethic is just something that is so amazing to have discussed in our families all the time. Yeah. And I, I like the direction of, although in fact, this morning, while I was taking some time before I actually got up to, to, I had about 10 minutes and, and I was reflecting on the old young woman's theme. Yes. I love that theme. And I was, I was saying it in my mind. I'm like, that is so beautiful. And I, it's one of those things that you appreciate once it's gone. Right. (laughs) And, um, and I was going through the values and I'm like that it was, that's just such good stuff. And even the opening line, we are daughters of our heavenly father who loves us and and we love him. Although I loved that system. And also the inspiration that I got was like, you didn't really lose it, Wendy, you can still incorporate it into your life. <laughs> still like, now I do that. I'm like, Oh, it's so sad to see that go. You can still use those principles. <laughs> you can still hang that in your house if it gives you inspiration. But, but I love the idea because when I grew up, they, they gave us our goals, right? They, they gave us a list and we picked from it. And this one, everything in the church is like moving towards individual and family growth. And so you are, you are driving the, the vehicle, the vessel that's going to get you where you want to go. And it's so beautiful and also challenging. <laughs> and so if we can take some of these programs like the goals and, and flush out or give ideas on how to, how to move forward in your goals or how to pick your goals or how to, you know, to not look at it as a failure if you come to a a block or you don't know where to go, or even if you decide to change your goal, you realize that that goal is not the right one for you, you know, Um, to not see it as, as a failure, but as growth. Like now I know that that's not for me. Cool. So let's find something else. You know, that's not a failure. That's just a, a, a discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to understand those things a little bit early on in life, so that when you get into adulthood, you can have that confidence in your, in your goals and know that you can do these things and that there's not, there's not really anything as such thing as failure as what we think of it, but more of like a change in direction or a, a stepping stone, a learning lesson, you know? So I love it. I love goals. My, I have a business coach cause I, I, I dream big and, and, and he said, um, buckets. So his, his terminology is buckets and he's like, so cool. So that just figure out what bucket that fits in as far as you can do it by the year, you can do like 10 years or 20 year buckets, or you can do these, this is four buckets away because this needs to happen first and this and this. So that's four buckets away. So it can be abstract time or real time. And that's helped me to like, kind of let go of some of the things because it, then I can say, yes, this is going to happen. And I'm going to put it in this bucket and my mind can let go of it and focus on this bucket. That might help you. I love that. That's actually a great idea. And I, since I took the summer off, which I thought was going to be a month, but ended up being whole summer, but actually it ended up being perfect and beautiful. And I know it was what the Lord wanted for me for this summer and what my kids needed me for. Cause there's so many things that ended up yeah. coming up, but 
So I got out my little year plan, which I've never really done fully. It just made me not feel like I had to do everything right now that I had in my mind too. And I thought, well, if it doesn't fit in this year, then I need to have some other bucket, as you say, maybe when I do my next year plan, that's in the bucket for next year. And I just kind of see where that fits then, you know, or when it's, maybe it's, I do like a very penciled in five-year plan or something. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, I really like the thought of a bucket because that really helps me to pace myself a little bit. Yeah. I love that lesson. That is really great. I love any kind of let's just dig in and get to work too. That's something I hope my kids will someday live and treasure in their lives. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I'm being a good example of that to them because I think it's such an important quality to develop. Yeah, I agree. The work hard, play hard. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's my life motto. Do you mind if we remind everybody your promo code for Enix Studies? So we have the two promo codes. We have your promo code that would be for the digital mm-hmm. one. So let's shout that one out really quick. So the coupon code for that is HAPPY30, caps, H-A-P-P-Y-3-0, exclamation point. So plug that in your promo code and you'll get 30% off of the monthly digital. Now, if you want the physical paper copies mailed to your house, which Lindy does for me, which is amazing. But I actually really like the digital too, because if I feel like I want a few more copies of something, then I can copy. I mean, and you could do that with the physical too. I guess you could just use a copy machine and copy your things. But for me, I like being able to look back and I I love, I love having both because Lindy just like gives these things to me in my mail and then I can just do them and not worry about anything. It's just so awesome. Tell everybody the promo code for the physical. Yeah, so the physical version, we're actually beta testing it right now because we're trying to figure out the website and making the website user-friendly as well as making sure the back end of the website communicates to the printer efficiently. So for for the next little while, we're doing beta tests and our beta testers will get 25% off the life of their subscription. To, to help us during this time when <laughs> there might be bugs or things that come up. And the code for that is beta, B-E-T-A, 25 off. So 25-O-F-F, beta 25 off. And that code is good for the life of your subscription if you help us beta test our physical subscription right now. And that comes with this, the same thing that's in the digital version. However, the fun thing about the physical subscription is that your kids will get their own individual packs that they can put their name on. And so then they have their pages. And what we do in our family is we take the page out and then we do the page. And then we actually put the page, the same page back into their little sleeve. So then all of their lessons are together, but each kid gets their own pack in the mail. So when you open it up, they can put their name on it and, and keep it for the month. And that way you don't have to make copies. You don't have to, to do any of that. You just, just pull them out and work on them. I love that. And here, I actually have one more idea on that too. Oh yeah. If you have extra kits that maybe you didn't use the whole thing, or you just aren't going to get to it, pass it on to one of your local missionaries because my daughter's been telling me on her mission every so often like she doesn't always need the every single week thing but she does need lessons here and there 
just physical things that because she can't always get to a printer. She can only use certain websites, so she can't always even get to Dropbox or anything as a missionary. Yeah. So it's awesome because then she can have those extra kits to just use as fillers for different people that she's teaching. So if you feel like you're worried that there's a couple of things that you're not going to use, give them to a missionary and then they can use it. So yeah, that's great advice. I love that. Cause they're in August. I mean, I create the, the lessons <laughs> and I still don't use all of them. Cause in August we were gone. Like I said, exactly. And, you're traveling. and so there were two, yeah. two out of the four lessons in August that we didn't use. And so I hang on to them and we'll do them during the week and, you know, for family night here and there, um, just as makeup lessons because my kids love them. So anytime I say, you want to do come follow me. Yay! Yes. <laughs> and I actually, they let, they're awesome for, if you're on road trips, even just the coloring page part Yeah. or, um, also just for during church, if you're trying to keep your kids quiet, oh, yes, those are really awesome too. If you have some extra yeah, ones or maybe ones that you know, you're not going to quite get to the whole thing or yeah. anyway, we've just used them in so many different scenarios. I, I love Lindy and all of her work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is fun for me. I, I, I feel like it encompasses everything about me, my kids, my love of the scriptures. I love puzzles. And so I get to back engineer puzzles and create them. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So go get it guys. All right. So head over to our show notes. If you want to get links to any of the things that we talked about, especially if you want to go over the tips that we talked about for traveling internationally we've got that all written out for you so you don't have to just try to remember it thank you so much for being with us and if you love this podcast please give us a rating and review and subscribe in your favorite podcast app have a wonderful week